This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Isn't that the truth? And boy, did we see a ton of twists and turns, ups, downs, the types of momentum swings that will first... Make you feel exhilarated like you're riding the best roller coaster in the world and then in turn make you want to throw up as it bottoms out. (laughs) And that's why last hour was all about fantastic finishes in week number two. And yet, even though we know it's early in the season, there is a tendency to overreact. So, love to hear from you. Good morning, football fans. It's Monday morning quarterback, right? It's our Sunday night into Monday morning blowout as we make a promise and we keep our promise to get to every game. We still have a doubleheader coming up tonight on Monday night football. Uh, So, you'll get a pair of games, not just one talk about those a little bit later on but we have a bunch of action still to get to so we can waste no time it's after hours with amy lawrence on cbs sports radio on twitter a law radio thanks for all your sweet messages yesterday i appreciate them uh you definitely need to go to twitter or facebook after hours with amy lawrence and do a couple of things number one where is the temptation to overreact if you're a cowboys fan do you want to say they're Super Bowl bound and yet you're afraid to say they're Super Bowl bound. If you are a Baker Mayfield fan, oh, we haven't talked about him yet. You know who you are. I'm going with Baker. Baker's back, baby. That's my overreaction in week number two. Maybe you think the Bengals are skunked, except the Bengals started out 0-2 last season. There's a lot of different ways that you could overreact. And so let us know how you're tempted to be illogical, irrational on Twitter again or on Facebook. And also we have our Monday MVP poll. It's now live and available for you. Some dynamos, some dynamic performances Sunday week two. And if you missed my conversation with Dave Hyde of the South Florida Sun Sentinel, we picked apart Patriots, Jets, No, not Patriots, Jets. That's next week. Patriots, Dolphins. There goes the perfect hour. I was so close. I was two and a half minutes in. Man, it was feeling good. (laughs) Just, (laughs) it's a Sunday into a Monday NFL season. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of live sports radio. Dave Hyde, South Florida Sun Sentinel, joining us after Sunday Night Football. Dolphins, Patriots, top and bottom of the AFC East. If you missed it, make sure you check it out. 
It was a lopsided first half. It really was. Patriots either would turn the ball over or get a big penalty or have a mistake on a critical third down. As for the Miami Dolphins, well, they have a lot of weapons. We knew that. We saw it last week. 466 passing yards from Tua Tungvaloa alone, and that was on the road in L.A. Well, Raheem Mostert was the man, the myth, the legend in week number two. It was really impressive how the Dolphins were able to run the ball. So Raheem starts out with an eight-yard touchdown. Miami's ahead 10-0 almost before you can blink. And then they do the two-minute drill before half. Tua mixing it up. He's got some rhythm. And, you know, Tyreek Hill. He collects a touchdown pass before the half. Now, he was mostly limited. He did have the score, but he only had five catches for 40 yards. He's very demonstrative, though, regardless. Whether he collects 215 yards receiving or whether he has 40, he still likes to mouth off wherever he is. You'll hear from him a little bit later, Patriots fans. Now, late in the third quarter is where it gets interesting. But just to pause there for a second, it would definitely be a typical reaction coming out of New England on this Monday morning. Whether we're talking about informed fans, whether we're talking about media, Patriots stink, they're 0-2, Bill Belichick can't coach, time to get a new quarterback, this offensive coordinator thing, it's not working. Whatever, take your pick. I grew up in New England. I know how New England fans tend to react. And that's all right, you're not alone. Lots of fan bases do it. But to me, that would be a huge reach. For a couple of reasons. Number one, we've seen what the Patriots can do offensively. They're airing it out. I say Mac Jones looks a lot more fluid. He's got a good connection with some of his receivers. The issue is not whether the Patriots have the chops offensively, whether or not Bill O'Brien's making a difference. We know the defense is damn good. And actually, the special teams had the advantage on Sunday night as well with blocking a couple of of kicks. The issue is falling behind by two scores in the first half. They spotted the Eagles a 16-0 lead last week. And sure, they looked much better in the second half. But when you're already down 16 points, sometimes it doesn't matter. You can't make it up. Same thing against the Patriots. To be down 17 to 3, to be down 14 points essentially, is to make life so much harder for yourself. So yeah, even when the offense starts moving up and down the field, even when New England is blocking a couple of kicks by Jason Sanders, well, the problem is you've already put yourself in a position where you can't make any mistakes defensively, offensively, and you also have to be near perfect. Right? You can't allow the Dolphins to do anything themselves. So it's not that the Patriots stink. I get it. They're 0-2. You are what your record says you are. There are some other teams in the league that are 0-2 that were playoff teams last year. The issue for the Pats is, for whatever reason, they're coming out of the locker room flat. Or they're not matching the urgency and the intensity. They're undisciplined to start. And that's a problem. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. 
down 17 to 3 in the third quarter. It's actually scoreless third quarter because New England's defense is doing its job, giving the ball back to Mac Jones, helping them to find some room, helping them to settle in. Twice they pull within a touchdown. And even after a two Tango Valoa interception, though, they then have a quick punt. So it's, as I say, it's a problem when you're in a hole because then every single drive, you have to score. Every single drive, your defense has to be impenetrable. Now, on the Dolphins' side, what impressed me is this wasn't the same offensive game plan for obvious reasons, that we saw against the Chargers last week. Bill Belichick and his defense take away Tyreek Hill. They limit Tyreek. They limit the passing attack. So instead, it becomes about the run game. And the Dolphins were able to run the ball. Mostert, the running back. Waddle flat to the right. They give it to Mostert. Mostert, big hole up the middle. 30, 20, 10. Touchdown, Miami. Oh, Raheem Mostert, he just put that into fourth gear real quickly, and it was over. Nobody was going to catch him. That's the call on Dolphins Radio. Yeah, Raheem Mostert, 43 yards scamper for a touchdown. One of those moments where you felt like the Patriots were so close, but the Dolphins were not going to allow them all the way back in. It was just the special teams that were befuddling. <laughs> so I, Mike McDaniel, he decides to kick a 55-yarder. This is even after the Patriots have twice blocked long kicks by Jason Sanders. He tries a 55-yarder, excuse me. He misses. And so it does leave New England a chance because they are at midfield. They just need a miracle. Jones back in the shotgun. Now moves Stevenson into the right slot. <laughs> Jones waits. Here's the snap. Back to pass on fourth down. Rush coming. Throws left. Kasicki makes the catch of the 30, but he is wrapped up. He is taken backwards. He flips it back to an old lineman who is wrapped up, driving forward, close to a first down. He flipped it back to Cole Strange, and it's going to be a first down. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen that before. Get the ball to your athletes in space. Number 69, Cole Strange. And the first down is under further review. (laughs) Our friend Ross Tucker with the chortling there on Westwood One along with Ryan Radke on Sunday Night Football. So, yeah, it was some improv football. I actually really needed this to be a first down so that we could see the highlight over and over again. A lateral to a big man who somehow starts to stumble and then he seems to bumble but gets help from his own teammates. They're pushing him forward. And after review, he does come up. I mean, just inches short. There was a couple of times with the Patriots where they were just short. And so the Dolphins hang on. Their first two wins of the season come on the road, which is huge. And yeah, impressive that Tua and his offense, they've been able to adopt different styles and still come away with the dubs. We'll continue to watch film, continue to grow, continue to get better. You know, I... I think the defense did a lot of great things for us, giving us opportunities to, to get the ball in the end zone. We didn't capitalize, and, you know, I thought our O-line did great. Our run game was solid. So, you know, to, to the point of taking what they give you, you know, I, I made a costly mistake. That could have been, it could have been costly, but 
it's a team sport. So just happy that that we could come out with a win. It felt tremendous, man. Um, those those fans are, you know, some of the worst fans in the in, in the NFL, and, I, and I'm gonna stand on that, man, because they they are real nasty, and some of the things that they were saying wasn't, you know, I wouldn't say in church. So um, yeah, it felt great to uh, wave goodbye to the fans, and I'll do it again. Bye. Tyree Kill calls the Patriots fans some of the worst. I'm sure that will be making the rounds on Monday. Bye. And yet, even with, not that he had no impact on the game, but with a more limited impact than the opener, he still has something to say and something to wave. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Patriots, uh, they fall to 0-2. It's up to them now to respond. They got a lot of veterans on that roster, a lot of veteran leadership in the locker room. Just you can't start out in a hole like that and if I'm the Pats, I'm really frustrated that both of, of these first two games happen in New England. So you've wasted two opportunities now because you spotted your opponent a couple of touchdowns or a, you know, a two-score lead at least, and now you got to figure out how to respond with tough games away from home. My rookie year, we didn't really start off too hot and then went on a really good winning streak. So uh, for me, that's just all I can do is look back on experiences I've already had in my life and hopefully the guys on the team can respond. Um, definitely got to play better and learn from it and, you know, be here early and leave late and do it together. I think that's the biggest thing. I feel like we're a great team. I feel like we showed great things uh, these last two games. We showed great plays, great attributes. Uh, we showed uh, uh, really promising things. We just need to keep working, keep trusting the process, keep putting it together, and things will start turning around. Mac Jones got to be that leader and I do think that he looks a lot better I know he takes a lot of the flack it's unbelievable the number of times I hear from people who think the Patriots don't have a quarterback Um, I think he looks a lot better even the first couple of games well and by a lot better I just mean he's airing it out they're being more aggressive with Bill O'Brien he did have four sacks or he did get sacked four times yesterday and then Dietrich Wise on the defensive line it's up to those guys to keep them moving forward but definitely a missed opportunity when you start out with a pair of losses at home and it's infuriating when your team, your opponent comes out and beats you to the punch and has a greater sense of urgency uh, in your own stadium, right, to silence your fans. But good for the Dolphins. The way that they've handled these first two road games, right? So they were in L.A. and then New England. So you're talking about long road trips. Um, it's been impressive. And I'm happy for Tua. He looks comfortable and confident and really not feeling any fallout from last season. So the other team in action late in the afternoon from the AFC East, the New York Jets. Uh, Bills played earlier. They won handily. Josh Allen back to form with three touchdowns. The Jets, though, on the road in Dallas without Aaron Rodgers, of course. Zach Wilson getting the start. And this is a tough place to get back into that starting lineup. So Dallas races out to a 10-point lead. It's really lopsided in terms of time of possession. I kind of felt like the Cowboys were toying with the Jets initially, but you did see conversation. You did see some collaboration, if you will, between Garrett Wilson The star receiver who, remember Aaron Rodgers said to him, sorry, kid, last week 
when he went down with the injury and Zach Wilson. The two of them during a timeout, they were kind of working it out. It was a spirited discussion, not angry, not upset, just spirited, trying to figure out a way to break through against the Dallas D. Zach Wilson, play action, drops the throw, fires one over the middle, and it's caught. Breaking free, Aaron Wilson, left sideline to the 40, right down the middle of the field, down to the 30, 20, 10, 5, that's a jet touchdown. Garrett Wilson strikes, and the Jets are on the board. That's the highlight from Bob Wischusen on Jets Radio. But the Cowboys, like I said, they were kind of toying with the Jets initially, and they answered immediately. First and goal at the one, straight eye formation, play fake, looking right, left, throws it in the end zone, caught, flag is down. This is the first professional catch and touchdown for Luke Schoonmaker if the penalty is on the defense. It is on the defense. And how about that? Rookie tight end with his very first catch also happens to be a TD from Dak Prescott. Brad Sham there on Cowboys Radio. So that's all you need to know about the offense. Those are two of the big highlights. The defense, though, looking a lot like it did last week in skunking the Giants. Four takeaways in the second half for the Dallas D. A fumble and three interceptions off Zach Wilson. Dallas dominated time of possession, so they control the ball. And when the the, uh, Jets do have it, they can do nothing with it. They're one for 10 on third down. Really impressive, smooth game for Dak Prescott. And if you're watching the broadcast on CBS, it was Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Uh, Jim told the story of how Mike McCarthy said to them in their production meeting, if we can get Dak to about 26, 27 completions in this game, we should be in good shape. Coach uh, set out a a goal, 28 completions. Obviously, we hit that. Um, Run game did a great job. Uh, We've got to score more. We've got to get more touchdowns uh, rather than field goals. Um, but at the end of the day, in this league, it's about getting the job done and winning the game and being complimentary of your defense. And um, I think we did that, uh, as you said, very efficient in, in ways. And um, But we left a lot out there still. I mean, that, that's the standard of this offense, standard of this team. Um, we expect to score touchdowns on every drive. And so when you don't do that, uh, you know, you, you're, you still haven't hit your goal, I guess you can say. So, um, yeah, a lot we can do better. But but overall, a very efficient team win that uh, I'm proud of. It's hard to win in this league. You're playing great, balanced football from special teams to offense to defense. It's extremely fun. I mean, we're just having so much fun with this group. Um, I think everyone knew this group would be special, and I think uh, people don't realize how special yet, but we're showing it. Oh, yeah, Micah Parsons. He is a beast, and I do mean that as a compliment. Two more sacks yesterday, three tackles for loss. He also hit Zach Wilson four times. It was overwhelming. He feels like he's out there freewheeling it, uh, freelancing it, freewheeling it, either one. And I made the comparison earlier. He reminds me of Vaughn Miller back in Vaughn's kind of earlier days with the Denver Broncos. Uh, So, yeah, another impressive victory for the Cowboys, though they are not alone in the NFC beast. Did you notice? Eagles, Commanders, and Cowboys all 2-0. And the Giants with a dramatic rally against the Cardinals in the desert, they're 1-1. So that division may be even better than it was last season. All right, coming up, we still have games to get to. We haven't even talked about the defending Super Bowl champions who faced a stiff test on the road in Jacksonville. And to make it tougher, what did I talk about with the Patriots? Spotting your opponent a lead or spotting your opponent a nice cushion? 
The Chiefs turned the ball over three times in the first half in Jacksonville. Plus, Baker's back. And I mean back in a big way. That's my overreaction in week two. What's yours? On Twitter, After Hours CBS, you can also vote for Monday MVP plus our Facebook page. Good morning to you. It's not as bad as you think on a Monday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Snap back to Mahomes. Rolls to his right side. Now throws it for Kelsey, wide open in the end zone! Touchdown, Kansas City! The 47th time that Patrick Mahomes has found Travis Kelsey in the sweet neck or the end zone. That's an all-time Kansas City Chiefs record quarterback to a pass catcher. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. Welcome back, Travis Kelsey. To open the second half for the Chiefs at the Jaguars, they were turning over a new leaf in Jacksonville. Seven-play, 81-yard march, and it's a familiar refrain from Mitch Holtis on Chiefs radio. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, but get this, put the Chiefs up. 14-6. to (laughs) There were a lot of people who were expecting a shootout in Jacksonville, but that is not the way it played out. In large part because the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, coughed up the rock three times in the first half. A pair of fumbles and then an interception by Patrick Mahomes. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It wasn't just Travis making his season debut. 
It was also Chris Jones. Welcome back, Chris. Late in the second quarter, he is a sack on fourth down. Is able to hand the ball back to his QB. And then we got to see, again, kind of the early rhythm. Even though they were trailing at that point, the Chiefs can make up ground very quickly. You got to fight! <laughs> and the Chris Jones sack led to a touchdown drive for Kansas City and a Sky Moore touchdown. So, yeah, they, they can spread the ball around. They can hurt you a variety of ways. But have you noticed that defense is an early theme for the Chiefs? Now, Jacksonville, they do pull within five on a field goal early in the fourth quarter. But whether you can see the Chiefs ahead of you on the scoreboard is entirely different from being able to catch them or even being able to get the ball away from them. You know, the Chiefs, are this is not really their game most of the time, uh, but they played the ball control game on the road. They took five and a half minutes off the clock just for a field goal but are able to keep it away from Trevor Lawrence and then the defense. It's time for the defense to step up and make some noise. And once again, Chris Jones. 441 to play in the ballgame. And Chris Jones is going to line up against the rookie again, Anton Harris. You better put someone over there to help him. He hasn't blocked him yet. Here we go. Fourth and 12 from the 16-yard line. Two left, two right for Trevor Lawrence. Dropping. Trevor looks. Fires through the left side of the end zone, and that ball is incomplete. Caught, but caught out of the end zone by Calvin Ridley. It is an incomplete pass, and the ball will go over on downs to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, really impressive the way that the Chiefs' defense responded in the late stages because uh, the Jaguars obviously can hurt uh, their opponents' variety of ways, too, but in the red zone, really ineffective. Uh, Chris Jones, by the way, he was glad to be back, except he was also sucking wind. I don't know if I can go again for another three weeks, so I'll <laughs> see you guys in three weeks. <laughs> yes, welcome back, Chris. <laughs> the Chiefs, they were really methodical after getting the lead. Uh, the, the last opportunity for them, right, they run out the clock. They have three first downs, including I, I hope that you saw this play, or if you didn't, make sure you find it on social or on YouTube because there was um, a moment where Patrick Mahomes was scrambling like he often does. He's out on the right edge. He almost has this hesitation, kind of a stutter step, and the defense kind of jukes, well, he jukes, the defense flies by to the left, and he's able to then find Sky Moore over the top of the defense for 54 yards. <laughs> it's just the hesitation, the stutter. It's a lot like what you would see with, say, a point guard in the NFL who's trying to lose the defense uh, with a fake of some sort. So, yeah, Pat's over 300 yards in this one, but actually not thrilled with the way the Chiefs played. Too many penalties, um, too many miscues. Um, but, I mean, there's stuff that we can learn from. Um, got a lot of zone coverage, just having to find ways to execute for our zone um, and, and driving the length of the field. I mean, it's going back to the basics, going back to the fundamentals. Um, but I was telling Ted, if you play, you play bad and win, it's a lot better than playing bad and losing. So I was <laughs> glad we found a way to get a win at the end of the day. Um, but obviously a lot of stuff that we have to get better at. Still early in the season. And uh, what you guys just saw is the second game uh, – bringing all the new pieces together, um, and we're going to keep building. We keep growing. I know we got a great, 
great leadership, but um, right now hats off to the defense, the way they're playing and keeping us in games. Um, we love them for it, and uh, we got to stop shooting ourselves in the foot on offense. Yeah, again, Jacksonville 0 for 3 in the red zone, which is where these guys make their money. So 0 for 3 in the red zone, three big red zone stops to match the three turnovers by the offense that Travis Kelsey mentions. But he's back, four catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Really for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they get 110 yards from Christian Kirk. They did do a lot of really good things in between the 20s, if you will. That was where they were exceptional, but the defense for Chiefs, Ben, but don't break. We need to score there. I mean, that's that's the thing. And and you know, with the first play, we had to run. We had to run dialed up and, and didn't execute well. We didn't. We didn't. You know, we didn't get it in the end zone. And um, just got to take a look at everything. Doug Peterson certainly familiar with what Andy Reid and his offense can do, since he's a product of that coaching tree. So the Chiefs managed their first win of the NFL season. And in the West, they're tied with the Raiders atop the division. That's probably not going to last. As for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they're also at one and one. And because the Colts got a huge win on Sunday, they and the Titans who ended their eight game losing skid, they're all at one and one with the Jags. Now we need to talk about the Colts and the Texans, a matchup of the two teams who are starting two of the teams that are starting rookie quarterbacks with the two in the AFC. We still have to get to Baker Mayfield because he's back and it's actually first time for him uh, being two and zero in his career. And then we have one more left. We have Bengals who are an 0-2 hole for the second consecutive year. We've got those three games to get to, and we will because it's what we do. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, vote for your Monday MVP. You can also send us your overreaction uh, like this one. Jets are done. Bengals need a lot of help. Broncos aren't good. Josh Allen is back. (laughs) Or Michael just says, the Cleveland Browns! Exclamation point. Whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, we're glad to connect with you. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
Indianapolis again with four first downs on the opening possession. Richardson going to take off on a quarterback draw. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Untucked into the end zone. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. They take over at the Houston 15-yard line. And running right side is Anthony Richardson. Fake the reverse. Turns the corner. He's in. Touchdown. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. Three rushing touchdowns in the first two games for Anthony Richardson. He faked the reverse and then took it off right side into the end zone from 15 yards out. And the Colts have two touchdowns on their first two drives of the game. Hits, misses, and messes. Time to talk football after hours with Amy Lawrence. The rookie quarterbacks on the same field in an AFC South battle in Houston. And Anthony Richardson looked good early on. A rushing touchdown in the first quarter. But then on the second one, meaning the second rushing TD that you hear there with Matt Taylor on uh, Colts radio, he takes a real physical hit. And his head actually collides with the ground. It wasn't one of those that looks terrible, makes you cringe, whereas head snaps back, but his head did definitely hit the ground. And eventually, uh, he self-reported concussion-like symptoms, and he was later ruled out. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Gardner Minshew to the rescue. He leads a 14-play drive for the Colts. It goes 75 yards right before half, and it's Kylan Granson who hauls in the four-yard touchdown. The Colts were actually up 31-10 to early in the third quarter. We'll talk about C.J. Stroud starting for the Texans, but Minshew, nearly perfect. 19 of 23, 171 yards, and a score. And most importantly, he does not turn the ball over for Shane Steichen in the offense. Obviously, he went out in concussion protocol, but Gardner stepped in. Um, obviously, a veteran guy, knows the system, operates at a high level. Um, obviously, had two good drives there when he came in there and scored. Um, you know, four for four in the red zone with touchdowns was uh, really good to see. Yeah, so the Indianapolis Colts are able to get their first win in a long time. Uh, So for them, this is a big deal because they're starting a rookie quarterback. They don't have him the entire game. They don't have Jonathan Taylor. We know the O-line has been iffy and was a major question mark. So for Shane Steichen, congratulations to him getting his first victory. This, especially on the road in the division, has got to feel like a big load was lifted. Okay, you got the first one. Now moving on Uh, as for oh and by the way the Colts rushed for over 125 yards and were four for four in the red zone that probably speaks to the Texans as well it's good Uh, to know you won't go 0-17 for for D'Amico Ryans it is a work in progress and part of that is CJ Stroud now he does spark a pair of scoring drives in the second half he had nearly 400 yards passing and a couple of touchdowns but he also got sacked a half dozen times thought CJ did a really good job of managing the offense. You know, guys around him play a little better, continue to uh, put the ball where we need it, right? make good decisions with the football. So I'm encouraged by CJ's play, and he got better this week. Yeah, well, don't look now, though. In the AFC South, you've got three teams that are all at one and one, including the defending champion. It's only the Texans who started out 0-2. Did someone say 0-2? It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Where are you tempted to overreact? Maybe a little panicking? I've seen a few people who are ready to bury the Cincinnati Bengals. Have you forgotten 
They were 0-2 to start last season, and then they were 2-3. Now, they have dropped a couple of division games to start the year. That's never helpful. It actually makes it feel a whole lot worse. And through six quarters, they still had no offensive touchdowns. So, yeah, this was looking a lot like the New York Giants. Just as a reminder, they were outscored 60 to nothing in their first six quarters of the season. But at least they ended up with a win. As for the Bengals, the only touchdown they had was an 81-yard punt return for a score by Charlie Jones early in the second quarter. Joe Burrow throws an interception on the goal line to start the third quarter, and right away, Baltimore seizes the opportunity. Burrow in the shotgun takes the snap, looking over the middle. Steps up, lobs to the end zone, intercepted. Gino Stone has it. Returns to the 10, 20, far sideline, 30. Gets a block, and he's all the way out to the Ravens' 38-yard line with the first turnover of the day, and it is a huge one. Jackson. Takes a snap, rolls to the right, throws. Mark Andrews, goal line, breaks the plane. Touchdown, Ravens! Mark Andrews, his first touchdown of the season, and the Ravens extend their lead in Cincinnati. <laughs> the Ravens with Jerry Sandusky on their radio network. Sometimes I am I just get caught listening to Jerry and some of the other announcers. They're so good. Some of the NFL announcers are the best in the business. So Mark Andrews, with a three-yard catch, puts them up by double figures. Wasn't it the Ravens last year, don't quote me on this, where it seemed like every time they had a double-figure lead, it seemed like it would slip away. That was actually a bad deal for them to get a double-figure lead. I could be wrong, but I feel like multiple times last year, they built double-figure leads only to see their opponents come back in a pretty dramatic way. Well, Cincinnati finally found the end zone for the first time as an offense in the third quarter. Uh, Joe Burrow relying heavily on his weapons. T. Higgins had the touchdown catch. Uh, but but here's what I appreciated about the Ravens. They did not give up the lead. All right, so they keep the ball for long stretches. We know they're good with the ball control. You control the ball. You control the game. And actually throwing the ball around as well, despite the fact that maybe there was a temptation to be conservative and protect the lead. It's third down and five. The Cincinnati 17. Lamar wants to throw. Lobs it far side. End zone. Touchdown, Ravens! Nelson Aguilar. A brilliant over-the-shoulder grab. And the Ravens extend the lead again. A better throw going deep. He allowed the receiver to adjust to the ball itself. Man, that is a nice catch from Nelson Aguilar. Like I've been saying, you know, uh, since camp, you know, the sky's the limit um, for this team. You know, um, all phases. I believe we, we fought today um, how we're supposed to, you know, in a tough game. Like you said, the former division champs, um, a great team, by the way, um, all phases as well. We, you know, we just did what we were supposed to do. Just trying to be there for him. You know, he, I mean, I mean, he just, he's on the money. Yeah, that's, that's money Lamar, and uh, I'm just thankful to be able to play with him. He makes my job easy, so just trying to make plays, and um, there's things I need to clean up and, and get better at, but um, that's the exciting thing moving forward. It's my first one, and I'm, I'm excited to, to play his next couple games. Mark Andrews with the big touchdown, and yeah, came at a critical juncture. Money Lamar. Been a billionaire and been a champion. (laughs) Lamar has, let's see, 237 passing yards, did not get sacked, and Baltimore rushes for 178 yards. So as much as they, well, as much as Todd Munkin and Lamar have talked about throwing the ball, 
they want to. They want to have a little more of a wrinkle in there, a better passing attack, more efficient passing attack. But the bread and butter, as long as they're built the way that they are, will be the ground game. Power to the right, power to the left. That's that's Jack Harbaugh football, and that's why we, we said in there, who's got it better than us? Yeah, did you hear it? What was the answer? What was the answer to who's got it better than us? Nobody. 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 And uh, it was just, it was awesome. It was a great, we, we love the power play. <laughs> An animated John Harbaugh. Power to the left, power to the right. Yeah, that'll do it. Nobody's got it better than the Ravens. So the Ravens moved to 2-0, and and that's important early in this division, right? Because uh, it's going to be a competitive division. We talked about that with the AFC East and the Dolphins, who are sitting at 2-0. and The Browns, by the way, have a chance to match them because Cleveland plays on Monday Night Football against the Steelers, who I suppose could be happy and comfortable in the basement of the AFC North next to their arch rival, the Bengals. Speaking of the Bengals... Joe Burrow not going to rattle his confidence. Well, we've done it before. Um, obviously, you don't want to start on two. Uh, it's not not what we were planning on. Not not what you want to do at all. But uh, you know, we're going to bounce back. That's what we do. Um, that's all there is to it. We're not letting these losses, you know, get to the best of us. Guys coming in, you know, like last week came in last week. You know, high hopes. You know, and obviously nobody likes to lose. And so we were just talking this getting over that little, little hump, and we're going to do the same thing this week, get over that hump, just come back in tomorrow, watch film, go over the corrections, and, and get back to who we are. T. Higgins supporting his quarterback. I mean, they have done it before. Nobody likes to be 0-2, but when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. That's what Baker Mayfield is doing. Oh, tell me you love that segue. Jay, just go ahead, open up the mic, and tell me that was a brilliant segue. It was phenomenal. Baker Mayfield starting for his third team in three Septembers, right? And then a fourth team with the Rams last year that he ended up playing for. So it's been some heck of a journey for Baker Mayfield, and yet, He's happy. He's smiling. Oh, and he's already found a rhythm with the top receiver in Tampa. Now the Buccaneers are going to have to overcome third down and long, third down and 14. Need to reach the 18-yard line to hang on to the ball. Empty backfield. Mayfield takes a low snap. Looks upfield. Goes a fade route toward the sideline, toward the end zone. Caught ball. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans with another huge grab. Fire the cannons. The Bucs score a TD. Yeah, really a great job. It definitely was a great job. The, was that the cannons firing in the background? What the heck? Uh, anyway, Tampa Bay, they they look good when Mike Evans looks good. And he has a 70-yard connection with Baker that sets up a touchdown. Uh, you hear there with Gene Deckerhoff and company on Bucks Radio. They also do an 89-yard touchdown drive in the third quarter. Another huge chunk for Mike Evans, at 32 yards on that one. So, yeah, six catches for 171 yards for Mike Evans. And the Bucks, they also sacked Justin Fields six times, right? They hit him 10 more times. This was a combination, a one-two punch of offense and defense. And for the Buccaneers, they're 2-0. Baker Mayfield's never been 2-0 in his career. So, yeah, right now he is all smiles. When we grow in this offense, continue to get better and better. Um, it's 
we're going to be able to do whatever we want. The game teams can game plan however they want against us. They can roll coverage over to Mike, but that means Chris is going to have a one-on-one or, or Cade or Trey Palmer, who's made a lot of plays for us, and Devin Tompkins. And um, can't forget about the checkdowns to our backs. They're, they're so good with the ball in their hands. So, yeah, we, we've got a really good skill group, and the Lions continue playing really well. And so we just got to keep growing as a unit. It's always going to be a positive when you're when you're winning and you're undefeated. So we're going to take that. We're going to. It's two ugly wins, but we love those. We love winning. <laughs> uh, we found ways to win today. Um, we have a really good team coming to our house Monday night football. So we're going to rest, recover, and uh, come back ready to roll. Yeah. How is it an ugly win when you have 171 yards receiving? Those two things don't jive, but I like how he downplays it. And he's speaking about the Eagles, as a matter of fact. So the Bucks start out 2-0, and and as a gift, the Eagles will be in their house coming up. Raymond James Stadium coming up uh, next week, Monday Night Football. Don't really care. <laughs> You're such a liar. Shaq Barrett has a pick six. That was impressive. Uh, meanwhile, for the Bears, they did actually start out hot. They had a long touchdown drive and a block field goal. But just too many miscues and mistakes by them. Uh, And also the fact that Justin Fields was under siege almost the entire time. Jay, we did it. We did it again. Uh, So if you want to vote for Monday MVP, I set you up royally uh, because Mike Evans is part of that poll. So find it on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on my Twitter, A-Law Radio. I know we did not include Bijan Robinson. I know that. It's a hard thing to do when you only have four choices. Uh, But Tyler Lockett with the walk-off TD in overtime for the Seahawks. Josh Allen, three touchdowns. Raheem Mostert, a beast on Sunday night. You got to make your choice. We'll talk to you tonight. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.